in prison chains and bleeding stripes. Paul and Silas prayed that night and in their chains were loosed and they were free I bless your name I bless your name I give you honor give you truth, the way I bless your name, I bless your name. Some midnight hour, if you should find your prison in your mind reach out and praise defy those chains and they will fall in Jesus bless your name we bless your name we give you glory give you praise you are the life the truth familiar story in the book of Matthew this morning. Um, Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21 verse 1. And when they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, when Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there. 
and a colt with her, and untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, and even on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed them and brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them and he sat on the coats. And most of the crowd spread their coats on the road and the others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the roads and the crowds were going ahead of them and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is the prophet, Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Then flip over uh, to Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there was no more sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no longer any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Right, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will give to the one who thirsts from the springs of water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Last night I lay asleep, there came a dream so fair. I stood in old Jerusalem, beside the temple there. I heard the children singing, and ever as they sang, methought the voice of angels from heaven in dancer rang, methought the voice of angels from heaven in dancer rang. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, lift up your gaze. The streets no longer rang, 
Hushed were the glad hosannas the little children sang. The sun grew dark with mystery, the morn was cold and chill. As the shadow of a cross arose upon a lonely hill, as the shadow of a cross arose upon a lonely hill, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, hark how the Ten Boom. Anybody ever heard of Corey Ten Boom? Corey Ten Boom. Um, when I was a child in the seventies, and um, Billy Graham would come on, and Billy Graham and Corey Ten Boom had teamed up, 
and he made movies about her life and we watched The Hiding Place and, and we read The Hiding Place and um, Corrie ten Boone was born in 1892 and she lived a normal existence until 1942 um, what happened when she turned 50 years old well um, she was a Dutch daughter of a Dutch watchmaker and if you think about the Netherlands during World War II the Nazis were progressing and taking over the continent of Europe and in 1942 a lady came to their door with a suitcase and she said, um, the Nazis regime have been to my house. They're questioning me, and they're wanting to know where my husband is, and I'm afraid to go home. They're going to come back and take me and take my family. This lady was a Jew. So in 1942, they begin their uh, ministry of helping Jews escape Nazi uh, death camps and, and escape um, the ravages that Hitler uh, imposed on Europe at that time. Um, in 1944, they were captured and, and put into prison for helping these Jews. And in 1944, she and her sister and, and the family members were sent to Ravensbrück um, concentration camp where some of the family members passed away. But Corrie ten Boom um, never gave up hope never gave up hope and and devout christians devout christians they had a bible that was smuggled in and um they had bible studies in their rooms and you think well how could nazi germany have bible studies in their rooms and their room was a cell okay it was a it was a concentration camp cell and it was all about fleas fleas and you think why would a flea and you see how much dogs love fleas. They scratch their fleas, and he gets all in the stuff, and you have dogs in your house. Fleas get in your house. And what a mess that is. However, because there were fleas in her um, bunker, the guards wouldn't come in. <laughs> they would leave them alone. So she got to have quality prayer time and quality Bible study with these ladies who may not otherwise have heard the gospel. Because remember, she was in a room full of Jews. The concentration camp was full of Jews, and they were um, hauled in, and, and she got to tell them about the love of Jesus, and no telling how many people uh, was affected because of, of her testimony. But she made two great, um, two great quotes about prayer I want to read to you. Number one, is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Do you use it to get from point A to point B every day? Or do you only pull over and use it in an emergency? Number two, any concern, this second quote, any concern too small to be turned into prayer is too small to be made into a burden. Any concern too small to be turned into a prayer is too small to be made into a burden.
with reverent steps and slow. Those little lanes, they have not changed. A sweet peace fills the My pathway led through Bethlehem, its memories ever sweet. The little hills of Galilee that knew those childlike feet. The Mount of Olives Jesus knew before I saw the mighty Jordan roll as in the days of yore. I Everything I know about prayer, everything I know about prayer, I learned from Lydia Baptist Church. I learned from Lydia Baptist Church. My parents are here today. They can attest to the fact that 
Lydia Baptist Church had a group of um, ladies who had lost their husbands. And these ladies um, were prayer warriors. They could, they could paint, they could pray paint off a wall, it seemed like. I mean, they could, they really knew how to get in touch. They really knew how to get in touch. And um, one of those ladies lived in my house. And her name was Elsie. She was my great aunt. And she had no children of her own. Um, so when my mother was born, my mother, my grandmother and, and this sister were the closest in age. So my mother ended up having two mamas. And it was where you saw one, you saw the other. And there was no difference. I mean, I think we were spoiled, weren't we, Mama? But um, it, it just worked out that way and wonderful. So Elsie came to live with us, and every night we would pray. And, and I remember being, this was before Molly was ever born, my sister, or uh, she's a little younger than I am, but before Molly was ever born, I was in a, a baby bed. And um, I remember being in this baby bed, and I remember her sitting there. Um, I was maybe three-ish. Um, but I remember her sitting there praying over me and praying over that baby bed, and we prayed so much. She would always say, Lord, let your healing and virtue, healing and virtue go out to them. And I thought healing and virtue was a man and a woman. I thought we prayed for this couple every night. I thought we prayed for these people. Surely the Lord would heal healing and virtue. Um, but uh, but uh, just to say this, prayer was important in my house, and it still is. Um. If you don't pray, you don't believe in it. You don't believe it matters. If you don't believe that it matters, then you need to really examine your heart. Because God wants us to pray. God wants us to, and it's a relationship. When you talk to Him, you're talking to your best friend. You're talking to your best friend. My mother had a brother and um, his name was Edward and Edward was uh, 14 years older than my mother and there was just the two of them so when Edward was born um, he was an only child basically until he uh, went on to school then when he turned 18 my mother was four she became an only child because he left and graduated and joined the military and he was gone so um, in 1950, uh, Ralph Sassard came to Neary and uh, became the pastor of the Neary Baptist Church then, I think it was called, and then they built Lydia Baptist Church shortly thereafter. Uh, but Ralph Sassard um, was a soul winner, a soul winner. My grandmother and her sister had a grandfather that was a preacher, and he had baptized all of these grandchildren um, earlier in their childhood, so they were riding that baptism to heaven. And Preacher Cesar came to Neary and he said, unless you, um, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, said Jesus. Unless you believe this, unless he's the Lord of your life, you're not, gonna, you're not saved. So um, they turned their hearts and lives over to the Lord and, and were radically changed, radically changed. So unfortunately, Edward, by the time he got through, he missed out on that. 
he missed out on that godly childhood. My mother didn't, and I'm a product of that. Um, but um, Edward, beginning in 1950, um, they started praying for Edward. Lord, please save Edward. Lord, would you save Edward? Whatever it takes, Lord, would you save him wherever he's at? Save Edward. And this prayer continued every day, day after day, years and years and years and years and years. Fast forward to 1993, my grandmother died without ever seeing Edward come to the Lord. Fast forward another four years, the sister passes away uh, without ever seeing Edward come to the Lord. Um, Fast forward to 2001, Edward's lying up in Oconee Hospital. The ravages of, of emphysema and that terrible disease, he gasping, just gasping for every single breath. Um, the doctors came in and, and said his lungs are just Swiss cheese. His lungs are gone. Um, Swiss cheese lungs, but still lost as lost can be. So we continued to pray for Edward. And the, uh, this was in January. The pastor at Lydia Baptist Church at that time went up and did what every other pastor of Lydia Baptist Church had always done. They went and saw Edward, delivered the gospel. No, I'm not ready. Well, that day he was ready. And Edward Blackwell gave his life to the Lord. In January 2001, and roughly a week later, he walked out into eternity a saved man. And... Was it that God didn't hear the prayers of my grandmother? Could it be that that 50 years worth of prayers didn't matter? Oh, yes. See, your prayers are going to outlive you. Your prayers are going to outlive you. And if they don't, there's a problem. God does not. There's three prayers God answers. Yes, three ways. Yes, no, and wait. And we can't make people come to the Lord, but we can sure pray for them. And the time was finally right for Edward to come to the Lord. Um, the sadness about Edward's salvation, the sad part of that, he missed out on 68 years of abundant life. Abundant doesn't mean rich. Abundant means you've got Jesus. And every day you wake up and you've still got Jesus. Edward missed out on that, but for seven days he had it. And when he left this world, he was at peace. We were at peace. It was so much easier, so much easier, knowing he'd give his heart and life to the Lord. I said all that to say this. Your prayer list may be long. Your prayer list may be long, but keep praying. Don't give up. It could be 50 years worth of prayers that gets through. It could be that you'll pass on. But your prayers will still ring in the ears of God because He's faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. Second Peter 3, nine. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise as some men count slackness. But it's long-suffering to us for not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God's will was Edward to get saved. 
It took a long time for that to be Edward's will. But God's will is there. We prayed for that and prayed for that. Charles Spurgeon said, If sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our bodies. If they will perish, let them perish with our arms about their knees. Let no one go there unwarned and unprayed for. me from what I can't see. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Somebody's praying for Angels are watching, I can feel it. Angels are watching over me. There's many miles ahead till I get home. Still I'm safely kept before your throne. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe angels are watching over me. Well, I've walked the barren wilderness when my pillow was a stone, and I've been through the darkest caverns where no light has ever shone. Still I went on cause there was someone down on their knees. Lord, I thank you for those people praying all this time for me. Somebody's praying, I can feel it. Somebody's praying over me. Mighty hands are guiding me 
to protect me from what I can't see. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Somebody's praying for me. Somebody's praying for me.
is simple is it well with your soul the invitation is simple we're going to sing what a friend we have in Jesus Dean if you'll come and lead this one for me I'll stand down here what a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer Maybe it is well with your soul, but it's not well with some of your family members, your friends. I pray God has placed people on your heart as burdens. These are good burdens. These are burdens that somebody's got to pray for these people. Somebody's got to stand in the gap. And I pray God chooses you. I pray God chooses you. If you need to do business with the Lord, I'd love Love to tell you about my best friend Jesus. I'd love it. If you need me to pray with you, I'll be glad to do that as well. Let's stand as we sing. What a friend we have in Jesus. 154. Yeah. 
Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings that you've bestowed upon us. We thank you for the service today. We thank you for Mark and his dedication to serve you. And Lord, we just ask that you'd be with Kenny and Lynn and all the group that's gone down to America, Georgia, and the ones that are leaving, going today, and be gone the rest of this week. Lord, we ask you'd give them traveling mercies, be with them while they're there, and keep them safe. And may they help build this building and also build up people's their faith, Lord, and may they come to know you as their Lord and Savior if no one knows you. Go with us through our daily lives. Forgive us for our many sins, Lord, and be with the ones that are sick and afflicted and just heal them according to your will and the ones that are bereaved, comfort and strengthen them. Lord, help us to be the best witnesses that we can be. Go with us now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.